0: Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast where being negative can be a good thing and being positive can turn the world against you. Hello, I am your host, Lee. That's what I'm just going to say now. Lee, that's it because I changed my name on everything. Although a lot of you still remember me as Jennifer, so either way is fine. Okay, this is it. I'm only doing just this podcast in a bikini. I have um, I have a just a request by my daughter, she doesn't like me being in a bikini. So, but I told her, like, I can't always do this. Like this is, I'm aging and the time for this is shortening all the time. So I kind of thought it would be fun, but this is probably the last one. So get an eyeful. If you want to see, this is me in a bikini at almost 53 and uh, look, you can even see my, where my chest dips in right there. See my pectus excavatum. See how that sucks in right there? Okay. Um, <laughs> enough of that. So if you're not watching on our, you're only listening on Spotify or Apple, you might want to, um, tune into my YouTube channel so you can see the last bikini podcast. Cause this will be it. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do it anymore. She said it's getting too only fancy and she doesn't like it. So that's fine. So I won't do it anymore. Okay. I need to get closer to my mic. Um, all right. Episode 89 here. Um, Yeah, I've had a nice week recovering from that awful date, and it's not even in my brain anymore, but what I did want to say about that, um, what I wrote back to him, what I wish I had said, if you have to listen to episode 88 to know about this date that I went on, where he basically after the date was very presumptuous to think that, um, I wanted him. And so he tried to let me down easy by telling me that he wasn't physically, or there wasn't a chemical or physical attraction. And, um, I wrote back to him and said, no worries. I didn't feel that chemical or physical attraction either. Good luck to you. And I give him a thumbs up and that was that. And so, um, but what I wish I had said after is LOL, thank God you said it first because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I was, wasn't feeling it physically wise or chemistry wise either. Phew. But I didn't, I messed up. So <laughs> we'll remember that for the future. Laugh out loud. I did not want to hurt your feelings. Thank God you brought it up first. Cause I didn't like you at all either. So yeah, I'll remember that for uh future dates that go awry or somebody decides to tell me very, um, I don't know, just like boldly how they felt, which I just, there's so many other ways to handle that again. All right. Um, I mentioned something about, um, wearing my bikini or whatever I had on last time, which is, I think it was like a jog bra bra. Um, I said that I was doing it for ratings. I don't, what I was, what am I on ABC? Like, I meant views <laughs> and I did get more views. I am getting more views on that because of the bikini. I'm quite sure. Um, so anyways, it's fun for right now. I feel like my audio does not look right. I want to check it and just make sure that it's right. I'm going to stop. Okay. I think I just need to get it closer to me. Yep. That's it. All right. I just checked it. No, it still looks like it's low. What? Oh, here we go. <laughs> there we go. That's much better. I just had to turn the microphone and it's where it says the word tonor, tonor T O N O R that has to be facing me and then it's all better. Okay. Where was I? Where was I? Um, and I could not remember the name of the singer that I was listening to the summer of, uh, 2021. I was calling her. Cav- I was thinking of Cavello, that girl, Cavello, Camilla, Camilla, Cavello. It wasn't her. It was Olivia Rodrigo. And that, um, her CD that had come out during that time. I was listening to it constantly. I was like in a little dreamlike state, listening to this music and just letting my mind go all over the place with some feelings I was having for somebody. And it was like, I felt like I was in a music video, like for two months, like for real, I listened to that way too much. And it was like, (laughs) it's funny, because the music is a little bit like for maybe a younger crowd. But (laughs) Anyway, I let myself go there and enjoy it and let my, my feelings go to a certain place and my brain go to a certain place. It was all, you know, music can be very magical. Um, so, but I will tell that story if I have enough time. I'm not sure I will. I think I will. I probably will. Um, okay. This is very funny because this shirt I had just decided to show, um, on the last podcast and... And what was so ironic about this, but I didn't even mention this, is this is exactly where that date was. We met at the lighthouse. This is what this is West up here. Up here, this is like, um, uh, what do you call it? I didn't want to say Pleasure Point. No, Steamer Lane. Where um, the sur- there's a surfer right there, and this is like where my date was. I did not plan that at all, and I never even mentioned it. It wasn't until I went back and saw the YouTube version, and I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even like mention that about the shirt but I always feel like I should have a different shirt up for every podcast because then in the thumbnail it might get confusing if they're um if they're all the same oh this one's this one's okay we'll do this one (laughs) living my truth let's do that one okay there we go nice little backdrop um so yeah um that was kind of ironic i did not plan that at all but yeah there it was steamer lane right behind me okay um i forgot to tell you guys that my daughter's cat i i maybe i have talked about yeah i did i think i talked about him jumping and attacking my foot there was another attack there was another attack that i forgot to talk about this one was worse than the foot attack um and there's actually been an, an additional attack since then. I I am a cat person, let me tell you this. I love cats. Um, I know how to be around them. I'm very sweet to cats. This cat has feral in him for sure. He may be remembering when he was coming into our garage and I would shoo him out because I didn't want him fighting with Toby. So he might have a memory of me like shooing him out of the garage. I don't know if I like, I might've clapped at him to get him to go. Cause this is before he became my daughter's cat. This is when he was somebody else's cat. And he was just basically coming into our, our garage all the time and like causing fights with my, my very um, type a Bob, um, t- Bob, tom cat toby toby's a total tom he like will fight anybody that comes near the house so and it was scary because like they'll they really male cats that are like toms they will fight over and over i mean toby doesn't give a shit if he's bleeding or cut or what he'll just keep going he's he's gnarly um so and i didn't want him to get um what do you call it a uh an abscess from a cat fight. So I was like upset that the cat kept coming back to my house. I know he was hungry and then I would feed him and it was kind of starting a whole, you know, cycle of him coming to the house. And then my daughters adopted him and he lives there now. So I don't know if he remembers that in particular, me, I don't know. Um, But he, what he did is I was in my daughter's kitchen. He was on the counter. Everything had been great. I had been petting him. He was purring. He was rubbing up against me. Let me have a sip of my drink. Um, I'm like, okay, we are starting a new chapter here, me and Ozzy. I think that everything's good because we were getting along splendidly, and I was really giving him his space. I didn't pick him up. I was just, you know, being really chill around him. So Ryan walks out of the room. She goes to the laundry room, and um, I'm in the kitchen with him, and I had put him, I think I had lifted him up um, at this point because I felt at this point everything was good. Um, and I lifted him up so that he could look on top of the refrigerator because sometimes cats like to be picked up and shown things that are higher that they can't get to. Um, so I he kind of twisted around like he didn't want me to hold him. So I put him on the counter. He took one look at me, one look. His eyes got immediately big and black, like his pupils expanded instantly. And when I tell you that I had not even a split second to react, I'm, I kid you not, I did not have a split second to react. He jumped at me. He completely launched himself off the counter. I didn't even have a second to back up. His feet were on my chest right here. His claws were in the side of my face. I'm not kidding. And it's that, you know, when a cat gets you with their claw and you don't, you, it's like, you can't really pull because it's going to pull your skin and you can't retract their claw. Claw, Cause I mean, what was I going to do? I was holding his body. Cause this all happens so fast claws to the side of my face, like, um, around my jaw and under my chin. And he is coming at my mouth with his mouth, trying to bite me at least three times bite, bite, bite. Thankfully, his mouth did nothing. It was just like his, the furry part of his mouth just kept bumping my, my mouth. And, but his claws were in my face. And I was like, and I was like, <gasps> and I was like, trying to like get him off me. But, and he's said, literally, literally attacking me like a wild animal. I've, I've never had a cat ever bite my face or even scratch me in the face ever. Like, it's just like, I feel like they know faces are off limits. I don't know. So he finally lets go. And I'm thinking I'm, you know, it's that kind of that panic feeling like, Oh my God, he's going to dig his nails all the way in. I don't even know how to get him off. He is in full on attack mode. Thankfully he released and I put him down and I dropped to the ground. Um, Ryan came in and I was in a, like a, because I was so so stunned by all of it. And I crumbled to the floor. And in my mind, I really thought I was going to have blood dripping off my face, down my neck. I was positive. That's how bad it felt. It was really weird. It didn't bleed at all. It didn't. I mean, his nails are super, super sharp. So it was just like the tips of them got in, but it didn't, wasn't enough to cause any bleeding. I mean, I had a scratch on my face, on my chin. Um, and I had like, I don't know, little tiny puncture wounds. They were really nothing. Um, so I sort of overreacted in that moment, but because Ryan like saw me crumbled on the floor and she's like, Oh my God, what happened? And I had to explain to her what happened. And then it's like, it looks like I'm doing something to make the cat do that. I swear. I picked him up. I showed him the top of the refrigerator, put him down. He turned around, eyes went big. He just launched at me. It was like, it all happened so fast. Um, so I'm, again, I've been over there and I'm still traumatized from that. And he has attacked my head before. Cause I came up to him one time when he was in a chair and put my head towards him thinking he was gonna, I don't know, smell my head or be nice or whatever. And he, um, that he attacked my head that time too. He just grabbed my ha- head with his claws and just that t- totally scared me. Cause I, again, I've never had a cat s- grab my head like that with, with their claws. So anyways, um, I, we were over there the other day, Owen was in the living room with me, Ryan and Joey were not, um, in the room at the time when this happened, he was behind, I told Joey that she, she got a big screen TV from a friend of hers and I, she didn't know where to put it. And I said, just for now, put it on the floor and sit it kind of like kitty corner to this couch, just so you can watch it from your couch while it's on the floor. It's a really big, really big TV. So, um, he gets behind the TV And I'm, I look over at him and he does the same thing. He looks up at me, the eyes get black right away. And I had my arm in some position where it was, I don't know, I may have been just even going like this. I don't even know. Like just putting my, like, Hey, what are you doing? Or whatever. It was nothing threatening towards him, but obviously he's finding some threat in this. He leaps up off the ground. I kid you not. It was at least two feet in the air, grabs my arm with, um, there's this, and see the scratch, right? Can you see it? Oh, there it is, right there. See the scratch right there? And then and a little bit right there. It's like a weird angle. It's hard to show it. But anyways, he gra- He was hanging from my arm. He got his claws into my arm through my sweatshirt. My sweatshirt ripped. You could hear it like, and um, Owen saw the whole thing. And I am I like lifted my arm. I'm like, oh my God. And I like dropped him on the ground. He, he let go and he, he was, but I'm like, oh my God. And so my arm that time, those, these scratches totally bled. Um, yeah, he's, he's scary. I don't, and it makes me sad because I really love cats. Even if he's attacking me, I do love cats and I really want to be like friends with him, but he does not always want to be friends with me. It's about 70% of the time. He is nice to me. Um, he rubs up to me. He purrs, he acts really friendly, but, uh, he also attacks me with like no, um, forewarning at all. So that's, it's a little terrifying to be around him. Okay. Um, I have a friend online, Matt, who, um, who wrote to me and he had a a, a story to share. It's a HIV disclosure story. Matt was really, okay. So Matt's got a girlfriend and I'm like, here we go. I don't want to like, I don't, it, it bothers me when I hear from the hetero. Men that say, and they blame it on a woman. So I kind of like said, Hey, if you're going to tell me that you got it from a woman, I'm really, it's going to be really hard for me to believe that, you know? Because he had approached me through DM and said, I have it too. But then when I saw his Instagram, I'm like, you have a freaking girlfriend. So I'm like, I just don't, you know, I'm not here for the bullshit. So, anyways, he says, "No, I absolutely did not get this from a girl. There was a time where I was being more fluid in my sexuality, and I was not being smart, and I didn't protect myself, and whatever." So he was very honest with me. I said, "Thank you, thank you, thank you for being honest." And then it was like immediately, I'm like, "Yes, let's be friends." I'm like, "Of course." I'm like, "I, I, I just as long as you're not." giving me a bunch of BS about the whole female thing. So um, anyways, he tells me that he he had an idea. He's like, if you have any like um, HIV disclosure stories that might be fun, it might be fun to share them online. So again, if anybody wants to send me any that are fun, I mean, you know, they could be, you know, they don't always have to be awful. Um, so this is his and I wanted to read it to you guys. So um, here we go. He says, this may be uh, long-winded and full of grammatical errors, I'm sure. Feel free to edit it down or not to read it on air if it's boring. I do have plenty of stories, though, and it's I don't think it's boring at all. Um, he says, Hi, Jen. It's Matt here, and you can feel free to use my name. My grammar and punctuation are not the best, so please bear with me on that. This disclosure story starts out in August of 2021 when I went back to ho- my home town for a friend's wedding. I was diagnosed in April 2020 directly when the COVID lockdown started started. At the time, I was about to hook up with a woman and this happened so that I thought it would scare her away. Turns out she had a boyfriend in the past with HIV who died because he didn't take medication. She didn't even care. I mean, that like the odds of this or like of her running into two guys with HIV that basically are dating women is like, that's not that common. Um, She didn't even care that I was unmedicated at the time because we could use a condom. Anyway, after that, I figured it was the universe telling me it's not the end of the world here. So fast forward a bit to when I go home for the wedding. I matched with this lady on Tinder, let's call her Sarah, and we chatted a little. She was very attractive and had an infant daughter, so I thought it could work out because I want kids, but having HIV does complicate that as there isn't much research I can find on male partners having HIV and the female partner not having HIV. Um, My trip came to an end uh, without us ever meeting. And I thought, well, there's that. And by the way, he can have kids and be, I explained it all to him and I should explain it here. HIV does not live in sperm or eggs. It's, that's not where it generates from. It's in semen. So there's a lot of different things that make up semen. It's in semen. So what a male could do is give the woman HIV. Is Let's say no one's treated. The male could give the woman HIV through sex. She could become pregnant. Then in turn, she could give the baby HIV through the birthing process, not really through the development of the baby, because the baby's so protected in the womb, it doesn't get HIV through the womb, unless there's like an umbilical, umbilical cord tear, and blood becomes present within the womb, because I know a woman where that did happen, and her daughter did end up with HIV, and she, sadly enough, passed away before her her first birthday, that's how they found out she had it, she was so sick, Um, that's how the mom found out she had it, this is way back in the 90s, before they were testing on the regular for HIV, but anyways, it doesn't, it doesn't come from um, sperm it's in semen. So, oh my God, I do, I have a tick on my back. Like what? There's something on my back. I don't know what it is. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, I'm going to have to check my back out after this. I feel like I have a tick on my back. I'm going to look, I'm going to like, I don't know what this is. What is, where is it right there? Oh my God. What is that? Is there, do you see something? Do you see something What? right there? What is that? Oh my god i don't doesn't look like a tick but there's something there i think okay i'm gonna have to check it out after it, it doesn't hurt so i guess it's not a tick so anyways yes we don't um it doesn't happen through um the insemination process it happens um like the the guy would have to give it to the woman first then the woman would give it to the baby so guys could have full-blown AIDS, and they're not going to give HIV to the baby. The mother gives it to the baby. Okay, so I explained that to him. He said he didn't know that, and it is not hard to find that. It is not easy, I should say, sorry, to find that information online. It isn't, Um, but I happen to know it. Um, just because I know enough about it. So anyways, he says a few months go by and I ended up back in town for work and decided to message her. We started talking and within a few days we went on a date. It was a very nice time. We went for coffee at a local shop and had a long embrace at the end. No kiss. I didn't go for one, but I still had a good feeling about it. And we planned a second date. She brought her daughter along on the second date, which I thought, okay, wow, she's cool with me meeting her little one already. And we all had a nice breakfast. I managed to plant a kiss on her in the parking lot which she answered by kissing me right back pushing into me pretty strongly. Mm. <laughs> I like a woman who knows what she wants. I was feeling pretty happy with myself afterwards but I knew I still haven't disclosed my status which is not a big deal because I'm fully medicated by this point and it's not like we had sex anyway. Here in Canada we have laws to protect people like us if we are truly fu- I'm not not truly if we are fully medicated from having to disclose. I still like to anyway. And sometimes I will even try to shoo someone away from me with it, <laughs> which I have done as well. <laughs> if you're just not too sure about somebody, then you go, you know what, it's something I got to tell you. And then sometimes it backfires. I've, I've talked about that several times where I like used that to get rid of people and then they end up being totally fine with it. And then I'm like, huh, okay, maybe I should hang out with them. Like that's, they're a nice, quality person they understand anyways so he says so date number three comes along and we went for dinner I decided this was going to be the time so we hug hello and everything is going well after a nice greeting I then say there's something I really need to tell you and it's going to be surprising you may have lots of questions and I'll answer them all at this time she looks very puzzled and somewhat concerned as one would expect of course she asked me what it is and after a little pause and an exhale exhale I told her I have HIV. She was totally dumbfounded at first, and then says, we kissed. To which I replied that I am totally safe and medicated and wouldn't put anyone in danger, especially myself. I would surely die without it. She was really upset that she had brought her daughter along, and I tried to reiterate again how the medication works and whatnot, and I asked her to look it up more, too. After a bit more talking, we parted ways, and she was not impressed with me, but did say she would look into it on her own time. And then he said that he had not heard from her again. I don't know why that cut off. I, I had more to that, but, anyways, um, yeah, that was that was like a situation that I had with the fireman. He had said that um, the guy that um, led me on that wild goose chase, he did. He said something similar. And this, I mean, he's a paramedic, and he said something about he was feeling bad about the kiss. I'm like, but why? Cause we had like a peck after our date. It was literally a peck. It was nothing. Um, and I'm like, like that's, it's never been transmitted that way. Like, what are you talking about? Bad about the kiss? So yeah, similar, similar thing. So, um, I do know that this person is very committed to a girl at the moment and very happy. And it looks like they, who knows? I, I think they're on their way to getting married. So, and, kids and all that. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that he's found somebody nice and that she understands the treatment and knows that there's no risk and nothing to be afraid of. So, and of course, why would we not take our medication? Like we don't want the medication to stop working. We don't want to ever get sick. So like, I don't know why people think like we would even mess with that ever, ever, ever. Hmm. Okay. I have kind of a little funny, funny story and then we'll see if I have time to tell you guys about my trip in 2021 to Chicago. Um, so I was on Snapchat recently. Cause some people I'd prefer sometimes if I match with somebody online to like be on Snapchat with them versus Instagram, I don't know, because it's just, I don't know. It's less invasive than my phone number because then they can literally like, I don't know, when someone texts you, you just feel obligated to like write back right away. So on Snapchat, you can just kind of ignore it. Um, and then you can, and then the conversations disappear photographs. You can send a picture and you can make it only be like a one-time only view and whatever. So, um, yeah, I do like it for that. So anyways, I'm on there and I just decided to look for whatever reason at the quick, um, quick search. And basically it's people that, um, have your phone number and Snapchat finds them and says, Hey, like basically, you know, this person because you have, you know, mutual phone numbers, you guys share each other's phone numbers and, um, here's their Snapchat. So I see, um, I've talked about him from last, this time last year and I called him my favorite and, um, he was somebody that I'd seen, I don't know, at least 10 times last summer He's younger than me, a blonde longer hair, um, like 31. I'm not going to say his name, but anyways, I called him my favorite. Yeah. I, I kind of had, um, I ended up having feelings for him and I got like super excited about him, but I, and I knew I shouldn't the whole time, but I just did. We added like really great chemistry and it was hard not to, I, he was somebody that I wouldn't even turn my head around at uh, walking down the street, but it was just, we had had, um, you know, we just had a real, real great connection, chemistry-wise. But he was coming from a different place. He had ended something, or a girl had ended something with him. So he's a bit heartbroken. I know. I was just kind of there to fill a void for him, and but um, he was still inviting me over, and it was making me confused. So, anyways, he shows up on this quick list thing. And by the way, we have never, even though he knows all about my social media and everything. Um, I was told him about my diagnosis and all that. He was fine with it. He's, we'd never been connected through social media in any way. He had never, um, looked at my Instagram. We weren't friends on Instagram or anything. He had a private Instagram. So I just assumed, you know, if he wanted to be friends on it he would have asked me and he never did. So I just didn't, you know, I just let it go, um, about that. So anyways, I see him on, on a Snapchat and, um, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, I've never seen him show up on my Snapchat. So I opened it up to look at his profile, and it's cute. I mean, it's like a backwards baseball hat. It's got longer hair for a guy, it's blonde hair. And I wanted to show my daughter. And so I screenshot it and I send it to her and I say, look who is on my quick search. I said, how funny. Um, that's the first time I've ever, ever seen him show up. And so, um, anyways, whatever. The day goes by. The next day I'm on Snapchat and I, on my so I think somebody had sent me a message and anyways I decided to look at the quick search again and just for fun just to see where he is on that list and he's not there I don't see him I don't see him at all (laughs) and I'm like huh that's weird I wonder if uh I don't know like is there any way like he would have known that I looked at his account like his profile and that's weird So I I write in his name in the search bar, full on spelled it out all the way, first and last name. Nothing, there's nothing. I'm like, oh my God, he blocked me. He blocked me. Okay, so did he just see my name and thought, I don't want her to see my name, so I'm gonna block her? Or is there some way that he knows that I took a screenshot of his profile so all of a sudden, I'm in a panic. I write to my daughter. Can somebody see if you screenshot their profile on Instagram? She's asleep, doesn't answer. I write to Ryan. Same thing. I say, I, and I screenshot her profile. I said, did it notify you in any way? She's not answering. She's like, I don't know. I don't have, I don't know. She didn't, she didn't answer. Joey told me she didn't have uh, Snapchat anymore on her, phone, on her phone. So I get a hold of my friend Kira. I said, dude, I'm freaking out. Can you we need to do something. I'm going to screenshot your profile picture on Snapchat. Can you do the same to me? I'll let you know if I get a notification. She would tell me if she got a notification. <laughs> I do screenshot of her profile. I still don't know on her end what she's seen. She Im- immediately, when I did it, I see a notification that comes down on mine that says, Kira, I won't say her last name, just screenshotted your profile. It dropped down right there. Like Kira just screenshotted her profile. Then she sends me a screenshot of what came up on her phone. It says, Jennifer Vaughn just screenshotted your profile. Kill me now. Like I am mortified. I've already been mortified by how things ended with him because he knew I was having feelings for him. And we had to just kind of end it. And it was embarrassing. Like I, here I am, 51 years old or whatever 50 yeah almost 52 (sighs) i mean he's 31 like and i'm crushing on him like the whole thing like i'm too old for him and all of that but he said he never even thought of my age when we were when we hung out so anyways i definitely liked him more and now oh my god he thinks i'm stalking him oh i want to die like i want to die so all Any memory I might have had of him that I might have had like, you know, happy feelings thinking about like a time with him where I had fun with him is now an absolute cringe feeling because he is so icked out by me that he had to block me because he's so disgusted and bothered that I screenshotted his profile because he's like, I thought this chick was long gone. Like, why is she stalking me? And And I wasn't. I wasn't. His thing came up. So I have to go. And then at one point I just said on my Instagram story, you know what? I don't even care. I don't even care anymore. I was at the beach. I was walking my dog. And I said, you know, I was really going to let this bother me. But then I just decided it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing even matters. Like, what are we? We're like a speck of nothing on this planet. And like, I always do that thing where you think of the universe and how big it is and how little and tiny we are and how dumb everything is. And like, I'm just not going to let this bother me anymore. I'm just, who cares? Like I'm over it. If he wants to be weird about it, fine, I don't care. It's not, it's whatever. There's nothing I can do about it. It's out of my hands. He's probably not even thinking about it anyways. He probably just blocked me and then just went on with his day and never thought about it again. So um, anyway, I, yeah, I kind of have let it go maybe 80%. And I was of course, a little bit still like if I thought about it. Um, So then the next day comes up and I'm on Snapchat again. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody else or whatever. And of course I decided to look at the quick search again. Cause why not? He was back. He was back. I'm like, what the fuck? So I ask people that know about Snapchat. There's a guy that works with me, Jose. I said, Jose, do you know Snapchat? He goes, yeah, I do. I go, okay. So here's the situation. Can you tell me, can you tell me did this person block me and then consciously go back and unblock me later? Did they do that? Cause this, I told him the whole thing, everything that happened with the screenshots and everything. And by the way, Snapchat can eat shit for being so horrible and capturing everything and notifying everything to every person. When you screenshot it, it's like there's zero privacy on Snapchat and it's, it's yeah that's the one thing about Snapchat you cannot do anything on Snapchat without them notifying the other person and what one person told me they said sometimes i screenshot people's stuff or whatever just to get their attention and he he put like a hee 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 like i could see how that would yeah definitely is going to get someone's attention so anyways jose says absolutely without a doubt he blocked you and he went in later and unblocked you so <laughs> I'm like, I will never contact him, but just getting that grace of being back on his list, knowing that he consciously went back in and unblocked me for whatever reason, because maybe he knows I'm not a bad person and he didn't need to feel threatened by me in any way. It was like the best feeling, honestly. And I was, cause I was Ugh, I was dying. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. So yeah, I am, uh, I'm back on his, uh, list <laughs> and I keep checking it like a nutcase. I'll never, I'm sure ever see him again. Of course, if he contacted me, I would see him in a heartbeat, but, um, I will never contact him. He does not have to worry about me bothering him at all. But, um, yeah, that was a uh, God fucking Snapchat can suck a, you know what? Mm. Okay. Speaking of dating people and dating apps, there was one story. I don't think I'm going to get to the Chicago story today. I'll do it. I'll do it on the next one. Um, but, um, and I kind of wanted to like throw it out there to make sure that that person doesn't listen to me. Um, we were, we are friends on, on Instagram, although I think I unfollowed him, but he still follows me, but I, he doesn't show up at, like looking at my stories at all anymore. He's, he's with somebody and, I I think that I'm not on his radar at all anymore, so I think it's fine to talk about it. It wouldn't matter anyways, because I keep everything anonymous, but um, I just kind of wanted to wait and see if he would send me a message and say, hey, I heard you were going to talk about what happened or whatever, but he didn't, so I don't think he's listening at all. Um, But he did. He did used to listen to my podcast. Um, During that time, he definitely did. Anyways, um, remember the guy that I met, the musician guy in Monterey, who, um, yeah, he was in that video, and I thought he was really cute and all that. Well, prior to meeting him. I think it was prior to meeting him or it was after meeting him. When was it? Oh, I don't remember exactly, but it was definitely during a time where I was, I liked him and I know I liked him. Oh my, she's going to have to, my daughter's calling me. Like something looked weird up there. Um, I, um, anyways, I, I don't remember when it was, but it was during a time when I liked him. So, um, I was kind of like watching his mileage cause I knew he was like 22 miles away from me. And uh, that was kind of my way of knowing for sure that he had gone to work because he wasn't responding to my messages. Like he was taking forever to respond. He does work at a place where he's making food and he's busy making food. So he's not on his phone, but it had been like longer than the norm. And so I was getting paranoid that he had maybe changed his mind. But again, I can't remember if this is before we'd met or after, but regardless, it was when I was still, I was kind of crushing on him. So anyways, I drive over to my daughter's house and I see that his mileage is now 24 miles away. And I'm like, oh, he is not at work. He And he hasn't responded in like four or five hours. He's out on a date. He's got, he must be. I'm like freaking out in my head. And I tell my daughter, I'm like, look at his mileage changed. It's always at 22. Cause I know when he's at work, it's at 22, but now it's a 24 and he never responded to me. So he's definitely on a date. And she's like, mom you drove over here. Like your mileage changed. I'm like, "Uh, Oh my God. There goes Joey again. Joey stop. Oh my gosh. Dude. Uh, I can't see what's happening. I should have warned her ahead of time. My daughter just called me. And when that happens, it like cuts off my, um, my recording. It shouldn't be that way. It should just, I should just be able to hang up, but she keeps calling me. Um, anyway, yeah, I was like, it was so funny and it was such a relief and he did eventually contact me and I I ended up telling him that story. And before I even was able to get to the part where like, it was like I had moved, he had already realized what had happened. He was like, yeah, it's cause you moved. I'm like, oh yeah, I like, duh. So anyways, that was, yeah. Remember the mileage changes when you move also, if you're keeping track of that stuff. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up because I know my daughter's going to keep calling. I hope you guys have a good one. And again, this is the end of the bikini series. I hope you liked it. That's it. No more. Maybe I'll just wear nice shirts or something, but anyways. Um, all right guys, have a good one and we'll see you next week. Bye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks guys.